1: ESPN released its top 50 list of free agents who are about to hit the market. And since the Ravens have vowed to rebuild the wide receiver room, we thought you might be interested in knowing exactly which pass catchers are going to be available.
2: Yeah, we'll discuss the quality of this 2023 free agent class of receivers, highlight some of the guys that are at the top of the list, and also, of course, debate whether they'd fit in with the Ravens.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, February 2nd, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault.
2: So another offensive coordinator candidate has emerged in Baltimore's ongoing search, and we've yet to mention his name since this extensive process began, Sarah. I'll dig into Cowboys quarterbacks coach Doug Nussmeier just ahead.
1: Plus, with quarterback Tom Brady announcing his retirement for good this time, we look back at some of our favorite Ravens-Brady moments.
2: Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So a lot of Baltimore's roster for 2023 is already in good shape as we know, but we also know the work that needs to get done at the wide receiver position. Even John Harbaugh vowed a near complete makeover during his end of season press conference. The one area that needs to be you know, built is the, is the wide receiver room. So that'll be a new room basically. There'll be pieces of it still there. You know, you know the guys. And then we'll be adding a lot of pieces to that room and there'll be competition too. So that'll be the room that'll start together in this new offense and we'll build with those guys. So I think, you know, you're talking about 75% of the offense is intact and and it's all in the same room will be new. And that's probably pretty
1: normal. Harbs for sure said all the right things there, but now the work has to be put in and the Ravens will use all avenues at their disposal to be creative. But one of the most obvious places to look for help will be in free agency when the new league year begins on March 15th. So here's the thing though, Bobby, I've started to get a look at the receivers who are about to hit the market and There are certainly guys who could help. I mean, it's hard to get worse from how the Ravens' season ended, but there's no home run hitter in this class of 2023 free agents.
2: Yeah, and I know we both saw ESPN's list of the top 50 free agents, and probably the first thing that sticks out is that you have to scroll all the way to number 21 on the list to get to the first wide receiver. And there's only four total receivers in the top 50, Sarah, so what do we make of it?
1: Well, well, just so we're not thinking that ESPN is the end-all be-all, I also took a peek at CBS Sports, same version of this list, and they only had five receivers in the top 50. And then Pro Football Focus, they only had two. So don't write off the free agents, but the Ravens will certainly be looking at the draft as well as the veteran trade market to help augment this receiver room
2: all right we'll definitely carve out some time to look into those two avenues another day but for now let's dig into the top wide receiver set to hit the market the current market so give me the top two to start from ESPN's top 50 list there
1: all right probably the consensus top receiver is Patriots Jacoby Myers now, he's a former undrafted rookie from 2019 and has worked his way all the way up to being the top receiver in New England the last two seasons, surpassing the 800-yard milestone each time. He notched a career-high six touchdowns last year, and he'll be at the prime age of 26 when entering the 2023 season, and he's considered a nuanced route runner with strong hands measuring in at six foot two. 200 pounds. He plays in both the slot and outside. And at the end of the day, while he was the number one receiver for Bill Belichick squad, I wouldn't call him the true number one receiver that Ravens fans have been clamoring for. Now, next on the list is Juju Smith-Schuster, who we all know well from his time with the Steelers. Juju has signed one-year deals in each of the last two seasons, betting on himself to get a strong long-term extension. And he had a nice year with Patrick Mahomes and KC, which is still going as they prepare for the Super Bowl. Juju finished the regular season with 933 receiving yards and three touchdowns. And even though he'll be entering his seventh NFL season, he's just 26 and is a valuable commodity over the middle of the field. So, Bobby, he'll be looking for big money in a weak free agent class. So he just might get what he's searching for.
2: Which is exactly why I doubt there would be a Smith-Schuster-Ravens marriage. I mean, come on. They aren't likely to fork over big money. Not to mention, Juju already turned down Baltimore's front office for less money to go back to Pittsburgh in 2021. Now, as for Jacoby, I just don't see that fit financially speaking either. As the top receiver on the market you have to expect there's going to be bigger bidders out there calling his name. But, Sarah, who are the final three players on your list?
1: All right, well, we've got Odell Beckham Jr., who we debated quite a bit last season. And we all know what he's capable of as a three-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion. The questions about him are more about his health after missing nine games in 2020 with a torn ACL, and then he tore the same ligament again the next season in the Super Bowl, forcing him to miss all of 2022. Now it seems as if he's trying to reassure teams that he's well on his way to getting back healthy because he posted a video of himself working out just on Tuesday. He ran a route featuring some cuts, caught the ball, and then went straight up field and. Definitely outran the cameraman. He also posted on Twitter, quote, I swear I'm loading. Nowhere near I want to be, but exactly where I need to be, close quote. And then finally, there's Lions receiver DJ Shark, who is a vertical threat that features a big body at six foot four, 198 pounds. Now, Bobby, he only had about 500 yards last season after missing six games to injury, but he can be a touchdown threat and can win jump balls on the outside.
2: Okay, so it is a somewhat underwhelming list, but these guys will all be contributors elsewhere. It's just a matter of where. And there are several other players that will be available, including Green Bay's Alan Lazard, Kansas City's McColl Hardman, and New York's, that's the Giants, Darius Slayton. Anybody you like best out of that group?
1: Yeah, Bobby, there's nobody that I'm jumping up and down over, Uh, but all of them would be an upgrade, Right for the Ravens wide receiver crew. Now, obviously, I was high on OBJ last season, but that was partly because I thought it would be a bargain for just a couple of games and then for a postseason run. So at this point, I think a few of these guys would ideally be a number two receiver. But as Ozzie Newsome always said, right player right price.
2: And let's be honest, too. I mean, the front office is going to have to sell itself to some of these guys, Sarah, because we know the Ravens have developed a reputation for not being receiver friendly over the years. So whoever they end up hiring at offensive coordinator and obviously the status of Lamar Jackson, both will have a major, major impact on whether any marquee receiver Will want to come to Baltimore. But still to come here on The Vault, speaking of offensive coordinator candidates, it's time for another OC profile. And this time around, it's Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks coach, Doug Nussmeyer.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: All right, Bobby, give us the lowdown on Cowboys QBs coach, Doug Nussmeyer.
2: Yeah, so he actually just recently left Dallas in what was described as a mutual parting of ways after three seasons as the quarterback's coach and one year as tight ends coach. But here's something that he does have that some of Baltimore's other candidates haven't. That's experience calling plays, Sarah. Nussmeyer has served as offensive coordinator for five college programs, most notably Alabama and Michigan.
1: Dare I ask, was there any overlap with Jim Harbaugh during his time in Ann Arbor?
2: Yeah, Sarah, this one's designed for the fans out there. who think every hire John Harbaugh makes... And every interview he conducts comes directly from the Harbaugh to Harbaugh tree. Not this time around, though. Nussmeyer called plays for the Wolverines in 2014 before bolting for the same role at Florida. And we know Jim Harbaugh didn't get back to his alma mater until 2015.
1: All right. So, but Bobby, what do we think led to his departure in Dallas?
2: So my understanding is that Nussmeyer's exit went hand in hand with offensive coordinator Kellen Moore's exit, who, by the way, wasn't unemployed for very long at all. The Chargers scooped him up almost immediately to serve as their next OC, which we talked about recently. But, Sarah, the umbrella over those two moves is this. It's the fact that Cowboys QB Dak Prescott tied for the NFL lead in interceptions in 2022 with 15. And keep in mind, he missed five games due to injury. Certainly a far, far cry from his franchise record 37 touchdown passes and just 10 interceptions the year prior but sarah we know how this goes in dallas the national media coverage and overall stage shines bright and i'd have to think that both moore and nussmeyer fell victim to Dak's inability to protect the football so tom brady announced his retirement for the second time in two years on wednesday but this time around for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
1: Now watching that video, I first off felt happy for Brady and the career that he had. I was happy to be able to witness the the best QB ever in the game. But it also made memories come flooding into my mind's eye of Brady going head-to-head with the Ravens so many times over the years. Bobby, I'll be honest, Brady just bothered me so much back in the day. But I can admit that it was because he would beat Baltimore so often, just like he did the rest of the league. But... I also hated how he got what seemed like special treatment from officials after he returned from a 2008 knee injury. Now, the play that most stands out in my mind was in 2009 in that week four game where Terrell Suggs basically just fell in the direction of Brady and was called for a roughing the passer, which led to a touchdown on that very drive. And then the Pats went on to win by six. Yeah, you better believe Ray Lewis wasn't happy after the game. It's
0: embarrassing to let a defensive player play his heart out, do everything he can, and you call something like that. Wow. Then you look at the replay and it's barely a touch. He's a man. They can be hit just like us. (laughs) That's it.
2: It's not hard. Yeah, Brady handed the Ravens a lot of sour endings with how often he won, but hey, the Ravens did get him back from time to time as well. I remember that lopsided wild card round 33-14 win in 2010 when Ray Rice set the tone early with that 83-yard touchdown run, remember? And of course, Baltimore also got the AFC Championship win in Foxborough on their way to Super Bowl glory during the 2012 season. So you can't not mention those.
1: Oh, absolutely. And this is where I will give Brady props. I did always appreciate the respect he gave to the Ravens. So I remember when cameras caught an up close picture of his wrist brand and you could read a note that he wrote to himself on it that said find 20 on every play. Obviously he was referring to Hall of Fame safety Ed Reed. And then in the Lamar Jackson era, Brady always encouraged Lamar as a young player in the league, and before their first ever head-to-head matchup in 2019, Brady went out of his way both pregame and postgame to talk to Lamar. Good luck,
0: you so
2: bro. Good luck. Man. Yeah,
1: you're doing some great stuff. Appreciate it. Keep it up, it up man. Appreciate Big it. fan. Yes, yeah, so- sir. And then we all remember on Instagram when Brady posted a picture of himself with Lamar shaking hands and added the caption, You're next, New Era 8. That post left a lasting impression on Lamar. Yeah, i seen it. Um, I would say, hopefully I'm next to win the Super Bowl. You know, you got seven of them, so hopefully that's what I'm next to. That's what I was hoping.
0: Does that mean something to you when when somebody you know, who has
1: achieved that much kind of shows that respect to you? Of course. Of course. I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um... Like I said, the goat. of course, it means a lot.
2: And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. The Houston Texans are requesting to interview 49ers passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick of course for their vacant offensive coordinator position under the recently hired head coach D'Amico ryans i know you hate to hear that sarah and a good portion of this fan base hates to hear it but we'll see if it comes to fruition for slowick and houston elsewhere keep these players in mind when it comes to potential contract restructures as a way for the ravens to open up 2023 cap space ronnie stanley marlon humphrey Mark Andrews, Roquan Smith, Marcus Williams, Tyus Bowser, Patrick McCary, Justin Tucker, Michael Pierce, Morgan Moses, and or Patrick Ricard. And finally, one more season stat from 2022 on Ravens rookie safety Kyle Hamilton. According to PFF, number 14 had the highest man coverage grade in the entire NFL this season, among safeties.
1: Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. And by the way, Bobby and I just created a Patreon platform that now allows listeners to join one of our membership platforms to help support the show. Now, as you know, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation so please consider signing up for a membership today so we can continue churning out daily ravens content for years to come you can check out what we're offering at patreon.com backslash ravens vault podcast
2: and along those lines a special shout out to our first ever patrons sarah kendall and patrick york We appreciate you guys, and we'd also love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via Vault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but we've been talking about this all week, and now it's final. Be sure to check out our conversation with ESPN 30 for 30 co-directors Ken Rogers and Jason Weber sat down with us virtually to help us preview Bullies of Baltimore on the 2000 Super Bowl winning Ravens.